Welcome to another episode of The Brand Called You, a podcast and podcast show that brings you leadership lessons, knowledge, experience, and wisdom from hundreds of successful individuals from around the world. I am your host, Ashutosh Garg, and today I'm delighted to welcome a very, very senior and accomplished marketing guru, Mr. Atul Raja. Atul, welcome to the show. Thank you, Ashutosh. Uh, um, it is a very uh, flashy term, but uh, coming from you, I'll take it. Thank you. Um, Atul is the EVP Global Marketing of the Vadwani Foundation. He has been awarded for his marketing initiative several times. So Atul, let's start with the Vadwani Foundation. Tell me about the work that you do. Yeah, in a nutshell, Ashutosh, uh, the Vadwani Foundation is a global not-for-profit. Um, it actually is, uh, has been in this field for more than two and a half decades now. Uh-huh. And uh, it works uh, to create high-value jobs. That's the mission of the foundation. Right. And it does it through large value initiatives, large-scale initiatives mm-hmm. in the fields of entrepreneurship in the field of uh, developing small businesses, Mm -hmm. innovation, and skills development. Its endeavors are common across these parameters in emerging economies of around 20 countries across three continents Mm -hmm. of Asia, Africa, and Latin America. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, as we speak, the foundation expands to many more countries. Okay. And what are the you know, which are the countries that you work in and how does one apply to you for uh, funding? Yeah, so we are not a funding organization. Okay. Uh, we are a 100% philanthropic organization. In fact, uh, we discourage any outside funding to come inside the foundation. Okay. That's so that we don't want to dilute our mission. Mm-hmm. Uh, but most of our investment goes into our own programs. I see. Our programs have two basic pillars. One is knowledge uh, creation and the other is program management. Mm. So we invest in our own people, we invest in the program and we invest in the programs that we set, set out to support. Okay. The other part of your question is where are we are present mm-hmm. closer to India. We are in, uh, you know, across South Asia in countries like Bangladesh, Philippines, mm-hmm. Malaysia, Indonesia. Uh, we are in Latin America in countries like Chile, Mexico, mm-hmm. uh, Colombia, you know, and we are across uh, East and South Africa and West Africa as well across countries wow. like Nigeria. Mm-hmm. In East Africa, we are there in Kenya, you know, Rwanda, Uganda, and uh, similarly in uh, South Africa, we are there in Cape Town and such places. Fascinating. So Arthur, let's talk a little bit about marketing. You know, sure. uh, I would love to get your perspective. Sure. You know, you support so many different uh, initiatives yeah. through the Vadwani Foundation. What goes into building a successful brand? Yeah. Uh, so first of all, I'd like to say that uh, it's a brand building is a painstaking task. Correct. Number one. Number two, it's a never-ending journey, right? So lots of things actually go into building a brand and you need to continually rewire your efforts mm-hmm. as the time changes, as the market dynamics change. Mm-hmm. So there are lots of parameters and lots of activities uh, that one has to entail now for the benefit of your viewers 
I can just bucket them into three categories. The first one actually is brand diagnostics, right? Mm -hmm. Where uh, it's all about a brand discovery journey. Uh, mm -hmm. Where you ask yourself four simple questions. Mm -hmm. Like, why does the brand exist first of all, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, the second is why should people actually care about your brand? You mm -hmm. ask the simple questions. Then there are a couple of what's as well. What differentiates the brand? Mm -hmm. What does your brand is? What is the problem it's trying to solve, right? Mm -hmm. So once you answer these questions, then the brand diagnostics is all about developing a very close understanding of the internal and external ecosystem that your brand seeks to entail. Okay. Like what is the competitive landscape? Mm -hmm. What is the target audience profile? Uh, what are the market and category trends? What mm -hmm. is the brand SWOT? Mm -hmm. What is the brand voice? Mm -hmm. What is the brand story? A brand story in terms of the cohesive narrative that you want to develop, right? Mm. And once you do this uh, brand diagnostics, then you follow it with two other steps, mm. uh, get into brand identity, mm. and then it is followed by brand marketing. Now, brand identity, again, basically, you can divide it into two parts. Very critical component of brand identity is to get into, uh, you know, the brand mission and vision, right? Mm -hmm. What is the brand journey going to be? Uh, for all your future activities mm -hmm. are actually going to tie back into this brand mission and vision, right? And the second part is, uh, what is your web brand value proposition? Mm -hmm. What is to be, you know, like your branding norms, right? Uh, what you know so basically uh, you you come up with a positioning statement which may entail uh, you know what is the usp of your brand and what you actually stand for and what differentiates you from the rest and the third part is a, the brand marketing part as i said mm -hmm. uh, which actually is a you know, in a nutshell, that's a go-to-market strategy, right? Mm -hmm. It entails uh, various things. It could entail, uh, you know, the media mix. It could entail the budgeting exercise. Mm -hmm. It could entail, uh, you know, the digital and content strategy. Mm -hmm. It could entail your creative development, mm -hmm. how your design shop, uh, what is the ethos of your design shop. Mm -hmm. So just to answer your question in a nutshell, it's all about brand diagnostics that is developing a blueprint of the brand. It's all about developing your brand identity and follow it up with brand marketing. Nominal. Yeah. That is really an amazing explanation of what yeah. goes into building a successful brand. But also, I wanted to ask you, you yeah. know, uh, you said your foundation has been in existence for 25 years, and obviously, you've been building your own brand. Yeah. And yet, I'm sure you've been looking at brands that have that just last for 100 years. <laughs> and many brands die early. Yes. So what uh, do brands do to stay relevant for a long time across generations? Yes. So uh, basically, uh, the implicit in the question mm -hmm. are answers lying all around you, right? So uh, this is one marketing question where you don't need to be a professor to answer that because there have been enduring brands all around you, right? And you just need to see what they have done uh, to uh, basically sustain themselves over the years and uh, you know uh, become an enduring brand endeared by their customers and overall 
Right. One of the first things I think is to stay in change, uh, stay in tune with the changing consumer behavior, right? Mm. Uh, innovation is must, right? So I won't elaborate too much here. Let me just explain my points with a few examples, right? Sure. So when, you know, this for this point, Apple is a very classic example. Correct. If you see the branding uh, ethos of Apple, you know, their branding strategy is based on consumer connect, right? Mm -hmm. Emotional connect is the right word. Mm -hmm. Emotions is key to the Apple branding strategy. Mm -hmm. What they did here is, uh, you know, which is very unique to Apple is their people-centric product designs helped create that emotional connect that is unheard of, right? So they have met their objectives and they have met it in a very unique manner. And if you see the think different element of uh, the positioning statement of Apple, and it actually uh, started in 1997, and it still stands today, right? Uh, and if you ask any Apple customer, why do you want to buy Apple? He will say, because it is Apple. Correct. He's not going to say because it is so many GB or it has a dual SIM or it has a fantastic camera. Mm. So, so that's what, you know, uh, that's how product innovation in sync with consumer demands does. Correct. And uh, so the second thing for enduring brands, my learning, what I have seen all around me is that you need a great deal of consumer bonding, right? It stands the test of time. It stands the organization in good stead. Very good example here is uh, Starbucks, right? So you will be surprised to know, I don't know if you're aware or not, Starbucks doesn't do any consumer research. Okay. Yeah, so, uh, you know, while I think it's a very unique organization in this aspect because without consumer research, you won't get those insights, right? So what does Starbucks do and how does it endear themselves to the customers so much? Mm -hmm. Their philosophy is simple. Mm -hmm. They believe in conversations, informal chats and conversations with the customer. So tomorrow, if you go to a Starbucks shop and you are actually having a chat with the person who's serving you coffee, uh, he's maybe noting down your feedback mm -hmm. to pass it down into a funnel mm -hmm that may become part of some strategy later on. Who knows that, right? So that's how they've kept their ears uh, grounded and that's how customer feedback has endeared them because they do what the customers are talking about, right? So in a sense, it's the customers who are driving their brand strategy. Fascinating. Yeah, so that's how, uh, you know, they have uh, endeared themselves for so long. Uh, and that's why what I call as a long service brand. The third uh, thing that I feel here is very important is data-led marketing. Mm -hmm. uh, so what I'm speaking now is exactly opposite to my previous point, right? Mm -hmm. So while for Starbucks, that is a good strategy, mm -hmm. for other companies like Anhuser, InBev, uh, right? It is a known fact that they have utilized in the past their data, global data of 2.5 billion customers mm -hmm to actually uh, increase their sales revenue by 80%. Wow. Right. Um, and then there are other organizations like Nike that are snapping up tech, tech companies mm -hmm. because they want more and more. They want to know about who their customers are, what do they do, where do they go? Mm -hmm. 
uh, you know, everybody wants to just get into more and more details of the customers. Mm. So Nike is doing that, right? And then there are a few generic thought processes from my side. One is agile marketing is mm. absolutely important to stay mm. ahead of the curve and to stay long-term as per your question, right? Mm. Um, the lean and mean marketing machine, right? Ever ready to you know, uh, jump into the bandwagon whenever an opportunity arises, ever ready to actually leverage that opportunity. Mm. And the final thing is, you know, your weaknesses are as important as your strengths. Mm. And this is what is my marketing learning for any, you know, long service brand. You know, they do not just focus on their strengths. They give equal focus to their weaknesses, right? Mm. So while they leverage their strengths, they look into strategic partnerships and they are open about it that this is not our area of expertise. Let us get into a strategic partnership so that we can plug that gap, right? So okay. these are actually five points that I thought uh, go into building what I call as long service brands that perhaps will outlive us. Phenomenal. What a great response. Yeah. So I thought I'm going to now move to uh, another segment of our conversation. Yeah. And I'd love to understand from you, what would you say is your leadership style? Yes. Um, so, uh, what you know, this you were not going to get in any textbook. Uh, mm -hmm. uh, one of the first things that I feel, and this is, you know, I have learned uh, by fine tuning my approach over the years and you know, you cannot perfect a leadership style. That's what I feel. Right. But uh, one of the things that I personally do is to lead from the front. Mm -hmm. That is the core of my leadership style. Mm -hmm. Because I feel if you do that, uh, then you command respect. You don't demand respect, right? right. The other thing is about walking the talk, right? Uh, if you walk the talk, not just for the team, but for the entire organization, mm -hmm. I mean, you are uh, developing confidence in yourself. You are seen, you know, as uh, somebody who's trustworthy and your word carries weight. Mm -hmm. uh, last mile focus, thirdly, is very important to me. For me, it is always 70% implementation and 30% strategy. So I am always more, uh, you know, focused on flawless implementation mm -hmm. than on uh, strategy formulation. I feel uh, it always helps in achieving your objectives. Mm -hmm. uh, meritocracy is absolutely important if you have to be a good leader because that's how you inspire people to reach greater heights and that's how you push you know uh, mediocrity to the background and then finally delegation is a key tenet of my leadership profile and that's how you take your team along with you amazing uh, my next question is that you know this is now the age of the younger yes. people the millennials and the gen z's yes uh, and you must have worked with many people across age spectrums. Yes. What is your perspective on how are the younger people to be managed and how do we manage their aspirations? Yeah. Uh, 
So, you know, for old people like me, it's difficult to answer that question because well, you're much younger. I am, if you say old, then I'm really old. <laughs> because, uh, you know, um, I've always struggled to understand, uh, you know, uh, and al also to keep pace, uh, you know, with the thinking of the generation. So I would like to focus more on Gen Z than millennials, because okay. I think from a marketeer perspective, that's critical today. Uh, one uh, and there are keywords that describe and within these keywords from a marketer's perspective lies your marketing strategy uh, one is fomo right um, the fear of missing out yeah that is key to gen z right uh, they want to be part of the action all the time so as a marketer you need to leverage that mm -hmm. the second is uh, diy that we use in a lot of our program terminologies do it yourself, right? That is what um, uh, characterizes this generation. The third is they too much into, uh, they really value experience. So product experience from a marketing perspective to give it to them is absolutely paramount. Uh, fourthly, mobile is their best friend. And fifthly, a social media is a way of life for this people, right? So I think, uh, you know, these five form the cornerstone of, and there is no rocket science. Mm -hmm. If, you know, if you have to design a branding or a marketing strategy or a prod strategy for a product line uh, targeted at Gen Z, mm -hmm. uh, these are the key features that will uh, decide your strategy. Like social media is absolutely important. Mm -hmm. You know, you need to have maybe 3D modules and uh, give them even digital experiences. You need to call them to events mm -hmm. and, you know, uh, at, at, at a better time and uh, you need to give them live experiences. Mm -hmm. So there is no rocket science, but these are the five things that will define your marketing strategy. How interesting. So yeah. I'm going to move to the last segment of our conversation. Yeah. Our viewers and listeners love to get to know our guest a little better. Yeah. So my first question is that, uh, what would you say are three key milestones or pivot points in your life or your career? Yes. Um, one, so I would like to speak about it professionally, mm -hmm. right? Uh, so one of the first things that come to my mind from a professional angle is, that I have constantly moved out of the comfort zone. Okay. What uh, many people don't do. So, uh, so I'm, I'm totally sector agnostic. I have struggled throughout my career uh, because I've moved from one sector to another. And uh, you're, you know, your learning curve is never complete, mm. but because I took those, uh, you know, uh, you can say uncomfortable decisions, mm. uh, you know, different uh, sectors have given very diverse learnings, mm. right? From FMCG to FMCD, to automobiles, right? To telecom. So you just learn all the time. So the, I think that's one career highlight. The second uh, element that I'd like to speak about here is that uh, it's been a very closely intertwined branding and marketing experience, mm. right? what I call is as a product uh, uh, 
management and uh, brand management experience. I think for any marketeer, it's absolutely essential, right? You don't just need to spend the marketing dollars. Mm -hmm. You also need to uh, be a revenue generator for the organization and take revenue objectives. If you are able to do that, it's, uh, you, you know, your, your perspective to marketing changes totally. The third is I've been part of some of the, you know, a, a, a slew of brand and product launches. Mm -hmm. And I feel from a marketing perspective, a product launch is something that gives you the most comprehensive experience like right. that in part of brand launches like Sansweek, Envote, relaunch of the Airtel brand uh, of two major automobile brands in Marty's and Nexia and Devu Motors. And mm -hmm. so uh, like if you part of a, say for example, of a telecom brand, brand launch, it gives you the entire horizon from A to Z. Mm -hmm. The experience is immense. Mm -hmm. You start from the business planning, you drive the business objectives, you drive the launch. You even as a marketing head drive where your first launch will take place followed by second market and things like that, rather than just looking into the launch event and the holdings and the print media campaign. So, so I think these are some of the career highlights I would like to put Wonderful, in. wonderful. And uh, my next question, Atul, is that in a, in a life well lived in a career that has spanned so many years across so many industries, what would you say are some of the core values you have believed in as a marketer? Yeah. So I think the values uh, that I, you know, a marketer should follow are basically should be closely intertwined with the organizational values, right? Honesty and integrity for a marketing person is absolutely important, right? Mm -hmm. And you need to be not just honest uh, and work with integrity. You have to be, you know, extremely careful if you are holding a marketing position and if you are handling, uh, you know, big marketing budgets, right? Uh, because despite your honesty and integrity, you know, they, somebody else may be slipping up. Mm -hmm. So honesty and integrity is absolutely important. Mm -hmm. Second is honoring commitments, I think is as a value is very critical. Mm -hmm. You once uh, you need to, once you have committed, you just need to go ahead and do it as per timelines uh, and as per the deliverables. And third, very important, uh, you know, value that I really cherish is quality. Okay. All your endeavors should result in a high quality output. And it, as a value, it's not just market. It's, it may be an email that I am sending to you. Mm -hmm. is, it, uh, does, is it giving you the right message? Mm -hmm. uh, am I spamming you by writing 15 lines? I could have done that in two lines. Mm -hmm. So that's quality for me, right? Uh, which begins efficiency at every level. Fascinating. So Atul, I have time for two more questions that I'm trying to debate what to ask you. But let me ask you a question on failure. Yes. Um, I've often said that parents in Asia don't teach children it's okay to fail. Yes. You know, we are always told first in class, head of the line, etc., etc. And yet we learn and we when we fail. So my question to you is what have been some of your learnings from your mistakes? Right. So before I answer your question, because I handle entrepreneurship, right? 
I just want to tell your audience that entrepreneurship, uh, 90% of the startups fail and they fail globally, mm. including Silicon Valley, right? Uh, one of the key tenets of entrepreneurship is, you know, how you overcome failure and how do I, you know, how you don't let failure deter you. Like I have seen in the Silicon Valley, they wear failure on their sleeves as a badge of honor. So that's the message I want to give to you. They say actually with a deal, a great deal of pride Mm. that I failed thrice before I succeeded, right? So there is no harm. If you're succeeding, that means your journey has been replete with obstacles and uh, failures, right? Mm. So now coming back to your question, uh, see, um, just to give you one instance uh, that I have learned in my uh, profile, because my profile does not allow for too many mistakes and failures. Mm -hmm. But there has been an instance in one of my past organizations Mm -hmm. where, you know, I realized that you don't need to be too trustworthy as a as a as a marketing leader uh, if your hunch is strong that you need to do a due diligence you should do it uh, whenever required or you should do it as a matter of habit at regular intervals okay. that doesn't mean you're distrusting people that as a systemic process you should do it mm-hmm. i learned it the hard way okay well said and my last question to you uh, Arthur, and this is for the you know, many, many people who will listen to your words of wisdom. What is your advice to a young individual who's starting off on her or his career in the corporate world? Yeah, so two things. Uh, and I think both of them uh, should be ingrained and people should be mentally prepared with that uh, mindset before they enter the corporate world. The one thing is it may be oft uh, spoken about, but it's very relevant there are no shortcuts, right? Uh, you have to go through the grind. Mm. Wherever you're coming from, whatever background you have, if you don't go through the grind, you're never going to succeed. Mm. The most successful people today have started and have done a grind, have gone through an absolutely terrible grinding process and mm. they are honed up their skills accordingly. Uh, the one of the chairmen of Hindustan Levers actually started by going on a bullet cart, mm. selling soaps and shampoos in rural areas, right? So that person started from there and imagine the immense learning he would have had mm. when he was sitting in the boardroom uh, as a chairman. Mm. And the second thing that I would like to say is learn, learn and learn. Never ever think that your learning curve is complete. Uh, Never be afraid to ask questions. And this is a very important thing I am saying. Uh, Never be afraid to ask questions and look stupid in the process of asking questions. Mm -hmm. Because tomorrow's stupidity, uh, Mm -hmm. today's stupidity may be tomorrow's wisdom for you. So don't be afraid. How nice. Atul, on that note, thank you so much. It's been such a privilege speaking to you. Thank you for your amazing knowledge on marketing, which I'm sure a lot of our young people will learn. I have learned uh, in our conversation. Thank you for talking about all your journey. Thank you again and good luck. Thank you, Ashutosh, for having me. Look forward to seeing you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the brand called You Videocast and Podcast, a platform that brings you knowledge, experience, and wisdom 
of hundreds of successful individuals from around the world. Do visit our website www.tbcy.in to watch and listen to the stories of many more individuals. You can also follow us on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. Just search for the brand called you.